Welcome to Abergavenny Baptist Church. Life, faith, together. Psalms 1. Blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked, or stand in the way that sinners take, or sit in the company of mockers, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord, and who meditates on his law day and night. That person is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season, and whose leaf does not wither, whatever they do prospers. Not so the wicked, they are like chaff that blows, the wind blows away. Therefore the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the assembly of the righteous. For the Lord watches over the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked leads to destruction. Well, true happiness. Uh, you know, everyone seems to be looking for happiness for for true happiness, and uh, there are many people giving us advice on how to find uh, true true happiness. Many different advice and many different opinions, uh, varying from healthy eating and the various different diets that are recommended. Uh, to exercise. And again, uh, people tell us various different ways that we should exercise uh, to mindfulness and wellness. And, and again, various options there uh, to how to be successful and how to invest your money so that you can be financially secure and so on and so on. And, and the bottom line is this, if, if we would just do what these gurus tell us to do, uh, then we would find happiness, true happiness. Or to use a more biblical language, we would we would be blessed. Now, there's a lot of good advice out there. There's a lot of wisdom out there, and uh, I certainly am an advocate for for healthy living and healthy eating. But the Bible simplifies it all down to two options. And when the Bible simple, simplifies it down to two options, it's not being reductionist or simplistic, but by simplifying it down to these two options, the, the Bible is getting to the root of the matter. It's getting to the heart of the issue, and, and it's, it's highlighting the most fundamental choice that we'll have to make in life. So what is this choice? What are these two options? Well, firstly, according to Psalm 1, there's the way of the wicked. Now, now the wicked uh, is the, the Bible's way, the biblical language for a person who's turned their back on God and who is faithless. And the second option is the way of the righteous. And the righteous is biblical language for someone who's in a right relationship with God, who is full of faith. And of course, it's by following the way of the righteous that leads to true happiness, to a blessed life. Now, you might be thinking, whoa, wait, wait a second. I know a lot of non-Christians who seem to be doing really well in life. They seem to be really happy. And I, I, I'm a Christian. I have faith. And yet I seem to be struggling. Well, just hang in there and let's unpack the psalm together. So, Psalm Verse 1 of Psalm chapter 1 describes what the, the blessed person looks like, what, what a truly happy person looks like, what a righteous person looks like, describes them by telling us what that person does not do. 
And so it says the the blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked or stand in the way of sinners or sit in the company of mockers. So a truly blessed person is someone who doesn't walk, stand or sit in the way that a a, a, a person who's rejected God, a person who has no faith, it does. Now, <laughs> I can remember reading this verse when I just became a Christian. When I became a Christian, I was about 17. And I can remember reading that we should not stand in the way of sinners. And I can remember thinking, well, well why does God not want us to stand in the way of sinners? Surely we should stand in their way. We, we should block them and, and, and prevent them from, from doing evil stuff. And of course, that's not what the Bible means. In, in, in Hebrew thought, to stand in a person's way was to, to act like them, to behave like them. Uh, in, in English, we might say something as walking in their shoes, uh, practicing what they do. And so the updated NIV adds or stand in the way that sinners take. So, to, to walk and to stand and to sit in the way of the wicked is, is to follow their advice and copy their behavior and to, to adopt their lifestyle and character. And so, the Bible's not saying that we shouldn't go for a walk with our non-Christian friends or we shouldn't hang out with them. No, it's not saying that. What it's saying is that we shouldn't adopt their lifestyle. And their character that that comes from a godless orientation or a faithless orientation. So verse 1 describes a blessed person by telling us what that person does not do. Now verse 2 describes a blessed person by telling us what they actually do do. Now, if you know anything about Hebrew poetry, you will know there's always this balancing act. In verse 1, we've been told three things that they do not do. Now, in verse 2, you expect to read the converse, three things that they do do. And uh, so what you kind of would expect, you would expect verse 2 to say, but, but rather, blessed is the one who walks in step with the godly, who stands in the way of the righteous, who sits in the company of the faithful. But it doesn't say that. That's not what it says. See, that would be it would be too functional approach. It'll be a too legalistic of approach. It will be, you know, just too much like sort of following rules. We need to go much deeper than that. And so what does the verse actually say? What, what does a, a blessed person actually look like? Well, we read in verse 2, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord and who meditates on his law day and night. A truly blessed person is someone who delights in the law of the Lord. Now, the law of the Lord were, was, was referring to the first five books of the Old Testament. And of course, in those days, that was their whole Bible. That, that was their Bible. And so what the verse is actually saying is, is that the blessed person is someone who delights in the Bible. 
Someone who just loves reading the Bible. Now, the reason the person delights in the Bible isn't because they're good at reading, they love books, and they love reading. No. Now, the reason the person delights in the Bible is because the Bible is the Word of God. Their, their true delight is in God. And because they delight in God, they delight in His Word. They delight in reading the Bible. I can remember when I first became a Christian. Uh... I just loved reading the Bible. I mean, when I first became a Christian, I didn't like reading. I hardly read anything. Uh, I, I would only read uh, school books if I had to. Uh, and, and that was the only reading I did. But when I became a Christian, I just couldn't get enough of the Bible. I just wanted to read the Bible. I loved reading the Bible because, not because I suddenly rekindled a, a love for books and a love for reading. No, it was because I delighted in God. And because I delighted in God, I delighted in His Word. And I wanted to, 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 to hear His Word. God was speaking to me through the Bible. And so I just couldn't get enough of it. And now 30 years later, I still delight in the Bible. Now to delight in the Bible it doesn't mean that you love reading. Uh, it doesn't mean that you love books. You know, some of us, for, for some of us, reading comes naturally. And, and for the rest of us, well, we struggle with reading. And, and let's face it, the Bible is not an easy read. But there are many ways that you can delight in the Bible. The most popular way that people have delighted in the Bible throughout history has been listening to sermons, gathering on a Sunday to hear the Word of God being preached and proclaimed. And today we have podcasts, we have sermons on YouTube. There's a whole host of ways that we can listen to the Word of God being proclaimed. And all our sermons are put onto our podcast and we put onto our YouTube channel so you can re-listen to them anytime you want. And so there are many ways that we can listen to the Word of God being preached. Another very popular way has been through devotions, through reading or listening to devotions. Now, some devotions just focus on a single verse, some on a, a small section from the Bible. Others, like the Bible in one year, it, it does a large section of the Bible as it works its way through the Bible in, in one year. Now, all of those approaches are good. All of them are, are, are good in their own right. You need to find what works for you. And also, uh, we, I can recommend uh, two Bible apps that, that Victoria and I really enjoy. The one is the Bible in one year. It's, it's quite a big one. Uh, it takes a bit of time. The other one is the Lectio 365, which is much shorter. Now, both of them are really good. And both of them are free. You can just download it onto your phone. And then you can either read it on your phone or you can actually listen to it. I often find uh, when I'm driving, I like to listen to devotions. I mean, there's nothing else I can, I, I can do. I'm just driving along. So it's a great opportunity just to listen uh, to devotions and delight in the Word of God. And so there are many different ways that we can delight in the Word of God. And I just love the word delight. Uh, I mean, you, you know, you, you, you can read the Bible out of a sense of duty. You can read the Bible out of guilt. 
But you can't delight in something out of a sense of duty or guilt. I mean, it, it, it comes from the heart. It comes from delighting in God. And because you delight in God, you delight in the Word. And and so there's, there's no duty. There's no guilt. It's just joy and delight. Now, the person, the blessed person, doesn't only delight in the Word of God, but they also meditate on the Word of God day and night. Now, to meditate is about thinking deeply. It's about pondering over something. And so when we've read a verse from the Bible or we've heard a sermon, it's good for us to think deeply about it, to ponder over it. Because it's through meditation that we start aligning our thoughts with God's thoughts. We start thinking God's thoughts after him. And it's it's through meditation that the word of God goes from our head to our heart and then to our hands. We, we, we start thinking the word of God. We start loving the word of God. And we start doing the word of God. And this is how the word of God transforms us. And this, this transformation is, is wonderfully depicted in the psalm with the image of a tree. And so we read in verse 3, That person is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yield its fruit in season. The the person who who delights in the word of God, the person who is rooted in the word of God, becomes like a tree planted by streams of water. And the result is fruitfulness, which yields its fruit in season. And I just love the word fruitfulness. Uh, I mean, fruitfulness is not so much about quantity as it is about quality you know if you say to someone uh, say that you know someone's life is really fruitful what, what you're saying is that there is a quality about their life and it's not a quality that's measured by the world's terms of success fame and fortune no there, there's, there's a there's an inequality that is attractive The other thing is, if we delight in the word of God, we will bear fruit in season. I love it. In season. Uh, There will be a time, a right time, God's time, when the fruit will come. And that's a promise. We will bear fruit. Uh, We might be going through a dry patch now. We might be going through a hard time now. But in season, at the right time, we will bear fruit. And ultimately, in God's timing, We will be fruitful. Another interesting thing I find about fruitfulness is who gets to enjoy the fruit? Does the tree eat the fruit? No. The the tree produces the fruit to bless other people. And so a truly blessed person is someone whose life blesses others. This is so against what the world thinks. The world thinks that a a truly happy person, a truly blessed person is the one who gets, gets to have all the fruit and eat all the fruit themselves. But God says, a truly blessed person is someone who delights in the word of God and as a result is fruitful. And, and blesses other people. Their life blesses other people and the rest of creation. Now, this is all about going back to a Garden of Eden state. 
This is what we were created to be, to, to delight in God and to be fruitful. And this is so different to the world's idea of happiness and success. I mean, it, it's the exact opposite to, to the world's ideas and, and ideals. Uh, the world believes that to be truly happy and to be blessed, you, you, you need to delight in your own opinion, not God's. The world believes if you want to be truly happy, you need to get as much as you can and, and enjoy all the fruit yourself, not be a blessing to others. And the consequences of following the world's way is also the exact opposite, the exact opposite of being fruitful. And we read in verses 4 to 6, Not so the wicked, they are like chaff, that the wind blows away. Therefore the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor the sinners in the assembly of the righteous. The way of the wicked leads to destruction. It does not last. Chaff is that... uh, that, that that hard outer shell of the grain uh, that is useless. I mean, it's not needed for anything. And so it's merely left on the floor for the wind to blow away. And so while the way of the world looks so alluring, looks so popular, looks so fulfilling, I mean, they all seem to be having a great time, an easy life, and being so happy and fulfilled, yet it's superficial. It's just this dry chaff. It's dead. It's not life-giving. It's not producing anything. It's superficial. And it's insecure. It will be blown away. It will not last. It has no eternal significance. But if you delight in the Word of God, You will be fruitful. You will bear fruit in season and it will have eternal significance. The psalm ends with a lovely promise in verse 6 and it says, For the Lord watches over the way of the righteous. The Lord is watching over you. If you're going through a, a dry season, if you're going through a hard patch, If you're struggling with lockdown, then know this. The Lord is watching over you. God is watching over you. And you will bear fruit in season. I mean, you you might not be bearing the fruit now, but you will be bearing fruit in season. You might have to wait for it. You might have to be patient. But God promises that in season, in his time, you will bear fruit. And we know this will happen because God is watching over you. God is watching over you because he loves you. He he delights in you. God delights in you because because he he loves you he loves you so much that he came and he died for you and all you have to do is is receive that love not not in your head but in your heart and when you receive that love in your heart you will start delighting in god you will start delighting in his word and so this new year 
Let's receive God's love afresh in our hearts. And let's delight in God and let's delight in his word. Let's let's continue to, to gather each Sunday to hear the word of God preached as a priority. Let's meet up in our life group so that we can meditate upon the word of God. And let's continue to, to read or listen to the word of God as often as we can in, in whatever way you find helpful and, and, and most natural to you. And let's be fruitful, knowing that God is watching over you. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we do thank you that you watch over us, that you care for us, that you love us, that you delight in us. And Father, we want to receive that love afresh. Father, we just pray for anyone who's, who's maybe going through a tough time. If you're going through a tough time, a dry season, a dry patch, a hard time, struggling with lockdown, Father, I pray that right now you would realize that God is watching over you, that he loves you, that he delights in you. Receive that. Receive his love right now. Receive it afresh. Not just in an understanding of that love, but actually receive it in your spirit. Receive it in your heart. Receive that promise that he is watching over you and you will be fruitful in season. Father, we pray that we would be able to receive that love and that we would delight in you, that we would delight in your word, that we would be rooted in your word, that we would become like that tree planted by streams of water, by your Holy Spirit, by your word. And allow that spirit and those words to nourish us, give us nourishment, feed us, so that we can be truly fruitful. We ask this all in the name of Jesus. Amen. For more information, please visit our website at abergavennybaptist.co.uk.